Ah, hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. Today on the show, we're joined by one of the biggest visual artists in the world, Amir SM. Yes, Amir SM has been building a name for himself, mixing a pop culture with high-end fashion brands, and he has created pieces for the likes of Drake, Rick Ross, Tyga, Danny Green, Fred Van Vliet, Snoop Dogg, The Game, and literally there's so many to list, we're just going to leave it right there. He has had the opportunity to work with high-end fashion brands, being the first Canadian to work on an MCM brand item. He has had his artwork wrapped around a Lamborghini for the 2019 Art Bazel show in Miami. And we are going to be diving into the road to this point from being a successful club promoter in Toronto, Ontario, to where do these ideas get born? What is the creation process like for some of these incredible masterpieces? How did Amir go about building his celebrity clientele? That's right, we're going behind the art today with Amir SM, and it is all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go. Cop yourself something to represent the show everywhere, your beautiful face wanders. Oh yes, and now that you know who the show's brought to you by, and now that you know who our guest is, I think it's about time that we kicked off this conversation with Amir SM. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right, all right. We are here with Amir SM. We're going to dive into his work as a mixed media artist, as a visual artist, because, I mean, he's probably one of the top artists in Canada, possibly even the world. And like I said, we're here to join that journey here today. How's it going, Amir? It's so amazing. Thank you so much for that intro. No worries. No worries at all. So, of course, I want to start off into a little bit of progressing into this journey. So from my research, I find that you were working inside of the nightlife industry before fully progressing into this mixed media style. So what was it like making that progression? So basically, the, the nightlife was something I kind of stumbled upon. I needed to make some money to pay for my schooling. I went to Humber College uh, for multimedia and graphic design. And um, a friend of mine introduced me to the nightclubs, nightclubs and got me a job working with him. And it, was, it paid fantastic. Uh, I, got, I got a chance to have fun while getting paid to take care of my schooling. And uh, eventually, I started uh, realizing that uh, my network started growing rapidly by being in the club, being around and it was a great tool to get to to get me to where I'm at today. Okay, okay. So one thing I'm definitely interested in is what skills from that club life still apply. So networking would definitely be one of them then. 100%. Um, I, I feel like um, being a nightclub promoter, one of the 
most important skills was to be a people's person. People need to like you as a person to come and support you in your events. And I feel like that was translated over to the art world. Um, your work can be amazing. If you're not a good person. You're not a, uh, you're not a social person and people can't get along with you. They don't really want to work with you to come up with these pieces. Right. So I kept that a part of this world. That's, that's the number one thing that I took from there was being a people Okay. Okay. Is there any other skills that have translated into this mixed media world? Um, other, uh, so I feel like what I do for work as, as an artist is something that um, you're kind of born with. It's not so much something that you kind of like go to school and learn. Like school is great for picking up software and like learning how to put colors together and picking certain fonts. But uh, as far as being an artist, it's something that's like born in you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing that I'm definitely interested to learn about as well is how you built this um, clientele that you've been able to amass over the last few years. Of course, you've done work for the likes of Snoop Dogg, Drake, a couple of the Toronto Raptors, both past and present. So how have you built this? Was that part of just continuing from that networking from the club life or how did you build this? Yeah, 100%. I definitely leaked over from the club. So when, whenever um, a club would have a celebrity come by to host an event, I was a part of that event. So I got a chance to meet these celebrities. I got a chance to connect with their management, right? So I, I tried to connect more with the management more than the artist because the artist is completely busy. Um, Bombarding people, taking photos, just trying to enjoy their night. And um, their management team, their job, they on task and to connect with people around them. Right. So uh, it's usually one of the first things that uh, that I try to introduce myself when I was in the world. The fact that uh, I, I do graphic design and I'm an artist as well. Uh, I love doing portraits. If there's anything that they ever needed down the road, uh, if they need something passed down for a birthday present or some kind of a gift, right? To reach out and definitely take care of them. And uh, what would happen from that point is they would obviously check out my uh, website or check out my Instagram. And um, they they liked what I had posted and what they saw. Uh, and then they reached out. And that's how the ball kind of got And also, also uh, another big one too is uh, meeting certain people in, in the club world that uh, introduced me to individuals that led to connecting with these celebrities all right all right awesome and then you've as you've grown continuing to do for more celebrities and otherwise you've had the opportunity to work with various brands as well some very high-end fashion brands such as mcm being the first canadian to ever uh work on an mcm product so what has those opportunities been like to not only be embraced by the celebrity world, but the fashion world that you definitely seem to have it be well-versed in? Honestly, I can, for, for that, I can think Instagram has been such a wonderful tool in my network development. Um, so I guess uh, certain people that worked for uh, MCM um, followed me and they sent it over to um, head office they had an idea. It's, it's a big part of the culture. Like right now, big artists are doing paintings on um, luxury bags. So that was where that 
idea stemmed from. So they reached out um, through Instagram, uh, MCM, and um, they wanted to see if I was interested in doing something like that, uh, doing some live work at their location in Toronto. Uh, so basically, a customer would come in, he, they, he or she would pick up an item that uh, they wanted to purchase, and I would be in the store, and uh, I would paint certain objects that they would ask for. And uh, it was a great experience. We did, um, we did two, two live events. We had a third one scheduled, but unfortunately, because of COVID, we had to cancel the third one. Um, and uh, now they're just waiting for things to get lifted so we can reschedule the third, the third event. Oh, wow. So still continuing to uh, work with. All right. All right. Nice. Nice. So we mentioned building the clientele. We mentioned building into the artistic world. So let's talk a little bit about the art itself. So how are these ideas born? Because you mesh a lot of pop culture with that high end fashion. So where does the idea come from? So basically, 90% of my artwork is commission-based. When I say commission-based, it's, it's sold before it started, um, and it's, um, it's, it's requested by my clients. So clients will come see me at my, at my art gallery in downtown Toronto, and um, they'll, they'll give me the vision that they have in their head. And what I do as an artist is bring that vision to life. And basically, what I try to do is um, keep the artwork 90% of what they wanted, and then I throw in about 10% of my uh, artistic uh, direction, so that way it has a collaboration of both, but ideally it's a piece that the client wanted to create for themselves. Okay, okay, so they're the ones that come to you and say, all right, well, I want Goku wearing some Supreme, so... Exactly. So if you are looking for custom artwork, and um, you have a vision in your head, and you want to bring it to life, I'm the guy to come see. Okay, okay. And they definitely, definitely should. So what is the process like for creating the art itself? We talked about the ideas being born. So do you draft things over a couple times? So, so basically what I do is I, um, I come up with a concept, a digital concept, uh, and I uh, send that over to the client. And usually they want I send them right away and they'll give me like one or two inputs to, to, to add, remove, and uh, we'll go back and forth one, two times. Uh, once they have approved the actual mock-up, then I start working on the canvas and um, they, they, they get a vision of exactly what the piece looks like before it's created, before it's finished. So when they see me to pick it up, um, there it is. It's in front of their hands, in front of their face, and it's, it's a vision that they had in their head and brought to life by myself. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. So of course, beforehand, like you said, you had the opportunity to do some shows where people could come and see the art in person. So through this last year, that has definitely changed too. So would you say that Instagram has been what has helped you carry on through this past year? 100%. Yeah. So before um, before the pandemic hit, uh, a big thing that I was doing uh, because of my network with the clubs, owners, I would set up a, a date uh, at the best venues in the city. And I would pick a date where uh, the venue was closed. So I'm not really interfering with their day-to-day business. And I would set up a show where I'd have 15 to 20 pieces that would take me about a month to create. And um, I would promote it through my network. 
And I would bring 100 to 150 people, my network, to the venue, and I would feature my artwork. And by the end of the night, uh, 80% of it would sell. By the second week, remaining would somehow sell on its own through Instagram, through my website. And uh, every show that I've had, um, thank God, has, has been a sold-out show. And uh, I've, I've uh, tied my name to the best venues in the city. And I feel like that's another reason why my name has grown so rapidly. Okay, so it's not just the artwork itself. It's also a combination of the venue of the clientele base as it continues to grow and all of these things coming together, which is helping to create this success. Exactly. So basically, uh, in a nutshell, um, I, I was in the club uh, world as a promoter for almost six years. And then in, uh, in the first um, two years, I, I grew my network. With, by being out in social all the time. So by my third year, I started doing um, five nights a week, Monday, um, to like from Monday to, to Friday, Saturday, I would do an event every day of the week, right? And um, my clientele started building and building and building. And then by the fourth year, I was doing about um, seven parties. That's, uh, no, it was more than that, actually. It was nine parties in a week. I would have uh, two day parties. Saturday, Sunday, and then two night parties on Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday to Friday, uh, an event happening. So I was out every night of the week. I was around about 100, uh, 150 people every night of the week for seven days straight, and that's how I built this now. Okay, okay. So we've talked about some of the building here, of course. So what are some of the current projects that you're maybe working on right now that you can tell us about? Uh, right now, I'm actually re- getting ready to drop my NFT collection, uh, my first NFT piece. Um, that's happening. I've been working on um, some custom toys. Uh, so uh, basically, um, I don't know if you've seen, heard or seen the cause toys, but they're very, very popular right now. Um, I, I have a couple of pieces that uh, I painted white, and now I'm going to do my artwork over top of them. Um, I'm actually working on three. Uh, big cannabis stores uh, in the city right now. Um, I'm, I'm in charge of all the artwork uh, inside and outside. And uh, I'm in talks right now with a luxury um, jewelry store out in Miami. And they want me to do the same thing that I've been doing for the cannabis stores, um, which is coming up with custom tables with the branding, coming up with custom wallpaper for their inside, um, coming up with some branding for all their window displays coming up with the color scheme and the flow and the vibe of the actual store. Oh, wow. So sort of progressing into the world of interior design almost as well then. Correct. I feel like interior design, art, and graphic design are all mashed up together. And that kind of sums up what I do. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So if somebody wanted to contact you to commission a piece, how would they do so? Uh, they can go to my Instagram, which is uh, amer.sm. Uh, they can either go to my art page, which is art by Amir SM, or they can go to my website, which is uh, art by and reach me through there. All right. All right. Awesome. And they definitely should. All right, Amir, I've got one last question for you. Are you ready for it? Yes, sir. All right. So we've talked about your progression as an artist. 
through the past few years growing into this world. But now what I want to know is being able to express yourself and be an artist. How has that helped you grow as a human being? Or what has it helped you learn about yourself? Honestly, it's, it's taught me everything. Um, it's, it's taught me to stay focused. It's taught me to stay humble. It, uh, it taught me to reach out and um, educate younger children um, with the art itself. Uh, I've been doing a lot of outreach programs with um, underprivileged youth and giving them free art classes, coming up with concepts to hang and to give to gift them as well. Uh, I basically want to spread art through the world to as many people as possible. All right. Continue to spread that beautiful vision of art into the world and just continuing to show that creativity can go in so many different directions as you continue to use so many different mediums. And actually one more thing I just remembered right now. One of my my favorite things and uh, what drives me to continue coming up with um, these pieces is um, the messages that I get from certain people by telling me that like watching you do what you do has inspired me to um, to pick up a paintbrush, to pick up a pencil, to pick up a, a paintbrush, right? Uh, I love hearing that from people. Just as long as I'm, I'm helping them uh, express their creativity and motivating them to pick up a brush or a pencil, I'd love it. All right. That's, hey, it's, uh, it's being a it's mentor. It's definitely inspiring. Yeah, I, I can imagine so. It's, that, that's, I love hearing that too, just to know that you probably had quite a few influences as well. So to know that you are influencing that next generation too, is, that's wonderful. That's amazing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It truly, truly is. All right, Amir, I want to thank you so very much for joining me here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Amir SM. And as you heard, if you want your own personal Amir SM piece for your collection, you can reach out to Amir on Instagram. And I highly suggest that you do. And even if you're not looking to get a piece right now. Maybe you just want to see some amazing art. Maybe you're an artist who wants to be inspired by the work of Amir SM. Heading on over to that Instagram page is still probably the best way to do so. So with that, it is now time to give a roaring final TTP. Thank you to Amir SM for joining us here today on the show to take us behind his journey from club promoter to one of the top visual artists there is. And who do I have to thank for setting this conversation up? Well, that is the amazing Amanda from Vocab Communications. I need to thank German from your podcast editor com for making the episode sound so good and i need to thank you the ambush for tuning in to this episode of the dtp if you have yet to join up with the ambush it's as easy as hitting follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app or service you can also help the show grow by giving us a five star review on apple Podcasts or stitcher radio you can share this episode on your social media or 
you can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com and cop yourself something to represent the show everywhere your wonderful, beautiful face goes. And with that, it's about time we say bye-bye, but not before I say go out and find your mountaintop, your oasis, the thing that makes your heart want to burst forward, your roar. And then let that roar out into the world and let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, and how beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things. And oh, so much more. And until next episode, bye-bye, Ambush. The Desert Tiger Podcast.